Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. My guest today for Song of the Soul is Gina Sitoli. Gina has a long pedigree singing and writing music, originally with a couple different groups, but now typically out on her own. She's been popular with those with a more organic, holistic point of view, especially those that connect with earth-based spiritualities. Gina Sitoli's special gift to the Midwest and beyond is the musical that she's created called The Cabaret of Consciousness. She'll be bringing The Cabaret of Consciousness to Eau Claire's Unity Christ Center, sponsored by The Goddess Connection, at 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday, March 16th. You can find out further information via Gina's website, ginasitoli.net. Gina can belt out powerful tunes or take you floating through the higher reaches, all with a deep spiritual passion and rootedness. She joins us today from her home in West Central Wisconsin. Gina, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Well, thank you for inviting me. Why don't you mention how you found about Northern Spirit Radio? The radio station here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, doesn't quite reach to your neighborhood. So how did you find out about me? Well, I found out about you from New Earth Living. I had signed up there. It's a new community online that has just gotten started, I think, a few months ago. And I was just looking through there, and I saw your radio station, and I thought I would contact you because I was going to be doing a show in Eau Claire. 
and it's very appropriate that you did. What kind of shows do you do? I mean, I think you have a diversity of things that you've done over the years, but what are you planning for here in Eau Claire? Correct. I do have a lot of different things I do. They're all geared towards raising consciousness, whether it's the environment, awareness of ourselves, creating a better world, all the different shows are focused on that. What I'm doing in Eau Claire is kind of my real baby. It's called the Cabaret of Consciousness. And it's a one-woman musical. It's literally a musical. And it's Mother Earth's plan to put the planet back into balance. And it's really fun and it's really entertaining, but it's also very informative. I think a fair amount of the music that you'll be sharing today is from that musical. You've also performed with a group, haven't you? Alchemy 7, I think was the name? Yes. We were together 12 years. We've got three CDs that were done with Alchemy 7. Uh, One's called The Magic, one's called Alchemy 7, and one's called White Raven. And I would categorize us as a classic rock band with a spiritual message. We played a lot of festivals, and we played in Battery Park in New York, and our music actually got into Europe and, you know, was quite well-received. In fact, a couple of songs in my cabaret are also were done by Alchemy 7. I think the two of them that you're going to hear today, uh, A Thousand Years of Peace and The Natural Order of Things, were originally, they were done by Alchemy 7, and then I moved them over into my cabaret. You know, this is Song of the Soul, and one of the things I noted in the commentary about Alchemy 7 was the type of music was described as spiritual and pagan rock. And I'm not quite sure exactly what that is. You care to explain for our listeners? Pagan is actually just a word for anything that is not Christian. So it covers Buddhism, it covers spirituality on all walks of life. I don't even know how the word really got started be honest with you. It's really a word for earth religions. I think it's a very misunderstood word. Like, say, Wiccan would be considered in that category. Native American would be considered in that category. So it's very, you know, probably more metaphysical would be a better word for what uh, Alchemy 7 was about than actually pagan. You know, I think it just got coined in that because of, you know, the certain groups that were supporting, you know, the, the festivals and stuff that we did. And like I say, it's kind of a funny word. Well, I've got nothing against it. The connection with the earth, I think, is really important. And one of the things I try and do in my programs is lift up those people who are caring for the earth. Why are you so connected with the earth? What's that about? You know, it's just always been. I don't know how to explain it. You know, I I got into natural foods and all that, you know, when I was in my early 20s. So this was like back in the 70s. I think when I started understanding our food system, It helped me start understanding how everything was connected with each other, which set me off into the environmental realm and into the spiritual realm. So to me, it's just part of who we are, and that connection is something that has been broken over the years of just maybe misunderstanding, you know, misdirection, I guess would be a good word for it. You know, just because of the way the world went at that time, I believe we are regaining that because we are seeing what kind of damage we have done pretty much just by not being aware. I don't think anything was ever done intentionally to harm the planet. I just don't think people were aware and didn't think down the road far enough. As the, you know, the, the saying goes, to think down the road seven generations, which I think is what is a Native American thing. Just somewhere along that line, I just got real connected into it, and it became just part of my music. In fact, the natural order of things, which is also one you're going to play here, I think, is the opening song from my cabaret. And when we wrote the song, we were just playing around, 
you know, we wanted to do something really jazzy and fun, and yet Alchemy 7 was pretty much a rock band. So the song turned out to really be fun, and I thought, well, what can I write about? And I thought, well, what about Mother Earth singing the blues? You know, it was really an up version of Mother Earth singing the blues with a positive note on it. And so that's how that song came to be, and it really became the basis for the Cabaret of Consciousness because it's about how we've gotten disconnected from the natural order of things. And then the show goes into how to put that all back into balance. Sounds like a perfect cue to start off with that song. The song is The Natural Order of Things, and it's by my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Gina Satoli. Here is The Natural Order of Things.
everyone knows you shouldn't be messing with your mama. That was the natural order of things. It's by Gina Satoli, who's here with us today. Uh, Gina, you know, you'd go through a couple different transitions in that. You end up rocking, but at the beginning, you're really doing soul, blues type work. Is there a natural environment for you? Is Are you a blues woman? I mean, did you want to grow up to be Kate Smith, or did you want to be uh, Grace Slick, or maybe Barbara Streisand? I think you've got elements of all of that in what you sing. Well, that's just it right there. I started out in the theater, and Barbara Streisand was a huge influence on me. Uh, Grace Slick was a huge influence on me. And I also did, when my first husband and I, we did a lot of clubs and stuff. And I did a lot of, you know, blues, Billie Holiday, those types of things. So it was like I had just did a, I signed myself up on Sonic Bids or whatever, and they asked a description of who your influences were, and it's been everything. I'm happy doing rock music. I'm happy doing blues music. I'm happy doing a show tune. I just like singing, (laughs) and I like writing. Well, you do a good job of it. Again, that one was about the earth and connection with the earth. How do you live? Are you one of those people who recycles every bag, shops at only the co-op? What's your life like that reflects this music? Yes, I save every bag, and not only do I shop at the co-op, I do promotions and marketing for the (laughs) co-op. That's my part-time job is I work for the River Falls Whole Earth Grocery, and I do their marketing and promotion and education. So, yeah, I have – I'm an herbalist. I'm a nutritional herbalist as well. I've done organics for my entire life practically. You know, we live on seven and a half acres out in Wisconsin, and even though it was a battle at one time with my husband to keep the chemicals off the land, he finally now gets it. (laughs) So we've never sprayed anything on here. We've got an organic garden. You know, I've never used chemical cleaners. I, I believe I walk my talk as well as I can. I think I do, you know, it's not perfect, but I do the best I can. Well, can you give us another song that talks about how you look at the earth, how you connect with the earth? You know, just give us an idea of how you put that into the music that just blasts out of your wonderful pipes. Okay. This is the most recent song that was recorded. My musical partner, Marshall Davis, who was the keyboard player with Alchemy 7, and when Alchemy 7 kind of, you know, just went different ways, Marshall and I continued working together. And we got on this thing last year about doing some green music and so he'd come up with some of that a real boogie jazzy type thing so I took it home and I thought what am I going to do with this well what ended up coming out of it was a song called the eco boogie and it's really funny it's it's fun and it's all about the environment and how once we do certain things that we can all be dancing in the street and having a great time and celebrating you know, this wonderful planet that we live on. So that's probably, I I would say, that's where we can go from here is taking a listen to the Eco Boogie because that's my other one, I believe, of the songs that you selected that is real environmental-based. Eco Boogie, Gina Satoli. Gonna paint the town, gonna paint it green. It's the hippest thing that you've ever seen. Organic is hot, fair trade is cool. Gonna get those bags that are reusable. Gonna dance in the streets. For energy efficiency Gonna shimmy and shake For free energy Do the eco boogie The ecological swing Ooh, baby, baby Green is really the thing Get out the avocado, bamboo and hemp They're renewable and heaven said Green design is really sweet Oh, she can get you on your face, gonna dance in the streets for energy efficiency. 
gonna shimmy and shake for sustainability due to eco boogie ecological swing Climate neutral, fire up solar grid, intelligent materials, fly fly carbon footprint. Yeah. Harvest green water, I'm here to tell. Net zero waste, we're going natural. Be an eco warrior, an eco politician. Come on, buy local, it's really easy. That was the Eco Boogie. I hope you were boogieing along with that. Are you the musician on this, too? Do you have a backup band? How do you do your recordings now? Okay, that's all Marshall. He has a studio in his home, and he's a fantastic musician. And on that particular piece, he is the musician. I do the lyrics and the melody line, and then he does the music. With the Alchemy 7 piece, that particular piece, there was Marshall was on keyboards, Sue Birch, who is from Richmond, Wisconsin, was on bass and backup vocals, Steve Lundberg on guitar, who is in Minnesota, and then Carl Worgen, also in Minnesota, was on drums, on Natural Order, because that was Alchemy 7. And then anything that's not Alchemy 7 is pretty much Marshall, other than the two that we're going to get into here. It all comes down to love, and these are the days were both produced by Grammy winner Barry Goldstein. So all of the music on those two pieces, except for, I believe, a small keyboard part on one of them, I can't remember, I think it's on These Are the Days, is Marshall. But most of those two are all Barry, and then the vocals are all me. So it's been done in a lot of different ways. I've worked. I've been fortunate to work with a lot of really good people. So when you come to Eau Claire, Who's going to be your backup music, or is this just going to be you producing all of the music? Okay, this is how I do my shows. I'll be in Eau Claire on March 16th at the Unity Christ Church, and it's being sponsored by the Goddess Connection. Uh, you can go online to my website, Gina Satoli, G-I-N-A-C-I-T-O-L-I dot net. And if you go to my calendar, that'll lead you to all the information about how to get tickets and where it's going to be. I presently now do my shows when we go into the studio to record. The producers and the engineers always create what is called a minus one or what is called a TV track, and it's all the music other than the lead vocal. 
So all of my music on TV tracks. So I come in, my music's on my iPod, it plugs into the sound system, and it's me, but yet you're getting the full effect of exactly what you hear these songs to be, other than I'm singing live. So is there another song that you're going to be performing when you're here that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, actually, yes. As long as we just talked about Barry, it was a remarkable experience. I mean, this man is, not only is he an absolutely exquisite musician and producer, he's also a wonderful human being. It was like one of the highlights of my life to work with a producer that was very spiritual, very focused on bringing the best out in me. And we love these two songs that he did. And both of them are in my cabaret. You can play them in whichever order you would like to. One of them is called It All Comes Down to Love. And actually that song was re-recorded three different times. And it won the Hollywood Spiritual Film and Entertainment Festival Best Rock Ballad in 2004. And then it was re-recorded. And then Barry heard it and re-recorded it again. So the version you hear now is the most updated version of it. And uh, it's, uh, it's probably one of the highlights of my cabaret. It all comes down to love. So if you'd like to play that one. I'm up for it. And let's get down to It All Comes Down to Love. Gina Satoli. Encounters. You 
isn't it just so true? It all comes down to love. Yeah. And, and is that the root of your spirituality, Gina? Do you have a spiritual practice? Or where did you come from originally, too? I think you are where you are now, but there's building blocks that maybe push you along the way. Well, I was raised Methodist, but that didn't last long for me. It was just not for me. And I think probably once I got into high school and, you know, my early 20s, I just started exploring spirituality in general. And I was interested in the earth religions because it was something that made sense to me because they connected the earth with spirituality. I had a teacher at a very young age that was a Buddhist, so I got a lot of interesting information from him as far as how that belief system worked. And then I kind of just wandered from there. I, you know, I really got into a lot of metaphysics. I studied the tarot. I've been a reader for many years. And I found they all had merit and they all had benefit. I kind of from there got into real universal. You know, I worked with the Unity Churches a lot. I've done a lot of stuff with uh, religious science groups at this point. I guess I respect all of it. I believe it all has merit, and it depends on you know where you're at and what you how you see things. For me, I see it as like I guess just a universal spirituality that if it is all inclusive, and I would have to say it all comes down to love. I mean that would be my belief. I see God as love. I see each other as love. I believe that that is the vibration. In fact, before that song plays, before I do that in the show, I have a message from the universal heart that I give the audience. It's, it's, it's what would your heart say if it could speak to you. And it gives the qualities of what unconditional love looks like. You know, I think we complicate things in our world that if we just start seeing each other unconditionally, honoring each person where they're at, and just being love, I think you know, it would take us a long way at this point. One of the things I think is key, and it's one of the reasons I do my Song of the Soul and my Spirit in Action program, is that people need to have community. Community supports us. We built on that. One person is just one stick, but when you've got a bundle of sticks together, it's unbreakable. And so I believe community is real important. How do you find community? How do you capitalize on this strength of love, which is the center of your spirit? I guess me personally, when I start slipping into some kind of a judgment, I always bring myself back to a place of love, of just seeing each person in their eyes, their essence and their beingness and their power, and love that. You know, and, you know, as far as community is concerned, you know, whether I'm at the co-op, which is a community, you know, I guess serving from a place of love, Oh, I'm just trying to think of something. I just read about this. It was a really good explanation that we can, you know, we can so many times tell someone that is sick or that tell someone that's hungry, oh, you can manifest or you can heal yourself or whatever. And when you're in that hard place, it's hard sometimes to believe it. And you can actually just frustrate people and anger them if they're not ready to hear that. Whereas if you just stand in a place of love yourself and just emit that love, that does a person, another person more good than anything else you can do. Something else comes to me, too. There's a story, and it's about a man during World War II that's in an, a prisoner of war camp. And I believe, from what I, my knowledge is, this is a true story. And they had nicknamed him Wild Bill 
because he was just kind of a wild man. He helped everybody in the camp. He was full of energy. He just was always there to serve, and, and he was always had love in his heart. And one day the Allies came in to finally rescue them. They were going through the papers, and they figured that Bill had only been there for a short period of time because he was healthy. And they discovered that he had been one of the original prisoners of this camp. He'd been there for years. He showed no signs of malnourishment, of disease, of anything that other prisoners had suffered from. And they called him into the office, and they said, what's going on with this? How come you're not being affected? And he was a lawyer and a translator. I believe he spoke several different languages. And when the Nazis came into his town, they killed his entire family. And they took him because he was of use to them. And he said he vowed from that day to never become the hate that had killed his family. So he always stayed in a place of love. And because of that, he never was affected by any of the ill effects of that prisoner of war camp. Yeah, I'm trying to think where the story is at. It's in, it's in a book in a healing school that I taught with for a while that she used to use that story to show that vibration and that frequency of love. Well, certainly, part of what I think from just perusing your music is you're into peace in the internal individual sense and in the global sense, uh, living out ideals that can bring us together. Talk about how you got into that. You explained already your connection with the earth and how you got into that, but how did this peace thing come along? All right. Again, back when I was a child, I can remember that was the time of the Cold War and all these commercials, I mean, atomic bombs going off and bomb shelters. I mean, I was terrified as a child, always terrified. I had had a near-death experience when I was about seven years old. And when I came back from that, I started having dreams of myself singing for peace in front of thousands of people. And these voices just saying to me, you know, you, this is what you do. You sing. You sing for peace. And it was a combination of looking at the world and saying, this just does not work for me. How can people do this? In fact, I've got a Christmas song that gets into all of this, too. And it's like, why every year, why can people, they just keep perpetuating itself. It didn't make any sense to me. Plus, I grew up in a family that there was not a lot of peace in the household. So I think for myself, I was trying to find that inner peace, which we know the inner peace has to come before the outer peace will, will, will become part of the world. So that was like very, very young, the combination of the terror of the, of the atomic bombs and the real unsettled energy that was in the house that I grew up in. Volatile, I should say. And so from there, it just became... I remember even when I was doing cover songs and bands, I'd always pick out the songs that had the best message for, for peace or love or things like that because it just made more sense to me. It makes sense to me, too. Care to share music in that vein? I shall. I was just thinking the song that how this song came to be. I believe you're going to play next called A Thousand Years of Peace. I was working in Stillwater, Minnesota, at a metaphysical store. I was still with Alchemy 7 at that point, and I wanted to write a song about peace. And John Lennon had always been a huge influence on me, and so had Martin Luther King Jr. So I sat down this particular day and wrote this song called A Thousand Years of Peace. Well, it was very interesting because I went into the shop that day, and Becky Wendorfer was the owner of the shop. She happened to be looking at some astrological calendar or some kind of calendar. She says, 
you know what today is? I says, no, what is it? She says, it's the first day of a thousand years of peace. And this was right when I had finished the song. So the song, it's actually been in a lot of compilations around the world for peace because it's been around for a while. I've used it a lot here. It, I work with uh, MAP, which is Minnesota Alliance of Peacemakers. I've done a lot of shows for them and in different events, and I always use that song. And then just recently, I had a call from the Israeli-Palestinian Confederation, who is a looking to be either like a third party in the Middle East to create peace and to create free elections, and they have nominated the song for their theme song. So it has a very long history, and I feel really honored that you know, my song is even being considered because it's right up there with John Lennon. So it's like Imagine's one of the other songs that have been nominated. Have my music put in that vein kind of takes me back to that seven-year-old girl wanting to sing for world peace, that it's, it's a reality. It's having an effect. Now the man once said, imagine it, that's where it all begins. Believing it will achieve it, our energy and living in truth and lead the way to a thousand years of peace can you
You're listening to Song of the Soul, and I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production, and our website is northernspiritradio.org. On our website, you can find where we're broadcast, you can listen to all of our programs, you can find useful links on our guests, like today's guest, Gina Satoli, and of course, you can also find us via iTunes, where you can subscribe to our program. When you do visit, please leave us a comment, we love to hear from you, and your feedback will be useful to future visitors to our site. Well, that song that we just heard was A Thousand Years of Peace. Would that be awesome, this Israeli-Palestinian confederation, if they take it as their theme song? Do you know where that group is based? Is this going to be played in the Middle East? Do you think that I understand references to things like Imagine by John Lennon or I Have a Dream, Martin Luther King, which are included, of course, in your lyrics? You know, from what the woman that contacted me, most, or at least, the, you know, the, there's a, it's a pretty huge organization, and there's a lot of members in it. So some of them are in this country, some of them are in the Middle East. From what she said, if this is selected, it will be played at all of their events. It will be, you know, quite extensively used, from what I understand. So, you know, I don't know how much English is spoken in some of those areas. I would probably think that it would be wise on their part to have someone translate the words at least written out on a website or something into you know some different languages so other people could understand it. I don't know how many people would know about Martin Luther King Jr. and John Lennon. I would think that it would be pretty international because they were pretty powerful figures. Gina Satoli, and it's part of her Cabaret of Consciousness, which she'll be performing here in Eau Claire on March 16th at Unity Christ Center. How do people get a hold of tickets, or is it only at the door? How do the people connect up with that? Okay, there are two different ways to do it. You could reach the Goddess Connection, which I believe is just thegoddessconnection.com, and you can get a hold of them because I know their members are selling tickets. You can go to my website, which is Gina, G-I-N-A, C-I-T-O-L-I, dot net. If you go to my calendar and scroll down to the date of that particular event, and there's a place you can click right on there and purchase tickets right through PayPal. And I imagine they probably will have information on it at Unity Christ Church as well. But if you just go to thegoddessconnection.com, that will get you there too. So you've got several different ways, and I'm sure they'll be have tickets at the door as well. So standing room only, uh, how many people are we going to accept in for this? The first first 200 that show up? I don't think they have that much room up there at the Unity Christ Center. Yeah, I would say probably 100, 150. My advice always is to buy the tickets ahead of time, and then you don't have to concern yourself with it. And they are $20, and I believe that with on PayPal, it's the $3. There's a $3 PayPal charge on there. Tell me a little bit more about your cabaret of consciousness. How is this structured? You said it's a one-woman production. Is it all singing? Is there dialogue with it? How does this go? It's a musical. It's Mother Earth, and it's songs, it's stories, it's dialogue. There's humor, there's seriousness, and there's even chocolate in the show. (laughs) What the show is, I had spent... Again, this is, you know, this all morphs out of my experiences. I had spent a lot of time 
investigating, exploring human potential and human consciousness. And I worked in a healing school. And I was an assistant for a woman who had literally healed herself from death's door with alternative healing. So her and I would go out to a lot of the con, you know, conferences on science and human spirituality, really hearing the scientific end of all of this, not just the, the religious and spiritual end of it, but the scientific end of it. So as we did all this, and I had finally gone to one lecture by Greg Braden, who I absolutely adore. I've gotten a lot of information from him. So when I sat back and I thought, I want to do something. I've always wanted to write a musical because I say my, I started out the music business doing theater and being a dancer and singing and doing musicals. I always wanted to write a musical. So I sat down and I thought, okay, now how can I weave this all together? So what I did is I've taken everything from information, from the environment, from Newsweek to Deepak Chopra's information to Eckhart Tolle, different people that have brought in concepts of what our potential is and I've woven this through the show so there's stories that the concepts are woven through and we go through each step of first of all seeing where we are at and how do we get reconnected to the natural order of things so first we have to take fear away which is one of the songs in the show and then from there, we start working on our potential and we go through our imagination and you know, using things like respect and kindness and empathy, conscious use of words. So it's all Mother Earth's, what are the words, qualities that we can apply to our own lives very simply to start creating this natural order and this natural balance to come back into effect. And you know, peace is part of it. You know, I say I've woven all this information together in a way that's entertaining because I felt like people need to know what our potential is because it's, we've been made small for too long by belief systems that really are not who we really are. So I wanted people other than people that would just go to these lectures to understand what our capability was as human beings and our potential and how we can turn this thing around on this planet no matter how crazy it looks at the moment. We can do this. So it's kind of a, Mother Earth is a little bit of a cheerleader. She's a little bit of a teacher. She's a little bit of a clown. It's a combination of things. And then the whole show leads up to the final song that we haven't heard here called These Are the Days. And that was written, I say Barry took this one on, and he also helped co-write that one because he rewrote the chorus and stuff when we took it to him. It's the finale of the show, and it's about the days we live in but it's about the qualities that can really bring us to the other side and create this wonderful world of peace and empathy and compassion, a green world, and we can all laugh, live, play, and love in. That's the goal of the show, is to inform, uplift, enlighten, and have some fun. These are the days. Gina Satoli. We're on the threshold of a new frontier.
That was These Are the Days. Jeannie Satoli is here with us. That was her last song for Song of the Soul today. Again, her website is ginasitoli.net, and you'll find a link via my site, northernspiritradio.org. Just visit my website, and you'll find a link to her site, including information about her March 16th, 2010 concert here in Eau Claire. She's going to be performing her Cabaret of Consciousness at Unity Christ Center. It's $20, and you can acquire tickets via this website or through folks connected with the Goddess Connection. Gina, great music, great message, great transformation for the planet. Given that these are the days, I think it's incumbent on each of us to act as agents of change. You're certainly doing that through your music. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And you're doing your thing. They're doing this show with the change. So it's all good. Thanks again, Gina. You bet. Thank you. My guest today for Song of the Soul has been Gina Satoli. Check out her schedule and especially the upcoming Eau Claire performance of the Cabaret of Consciousness on her website, ginasatoli.net, G-I-N-A-C-I-T-O-L-I dot N-E-T. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy. Sing out a song of the soul